0: Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host, and I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Farm to Plate. They are a software company working on tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. We're excited to have today a really fun guest who doesn't like sweets in life, just those treats that we always get. We have Drew Redman with us. He is the senior director of product development at Quality Candy Company. And I can't wait to talk to him. Welcome to the podcast, Drew.
1: Thanks for having me, Pam. Really happy to be here.
0: Everybody likes the sweet treats and thinking about um, candy. It's always puts a smile on your face, no matter where you are. Kids love lollipops. Adults love the sweet treats that we go to choose. What do you do there at Quality Candy Company? Do you have a focus or general
1: yeah, so a quality candy company. We do. We've been making regular old sugar and syrup hard candies for over thirty-five years now. Um, so we've got a rich history of of manufacturing everything from lollipops and candy sticks to the little mints you get with your dinner check. Uh, and so that was that's the majority of what the company's done for our history. And then just in the last. Five, six years here, we've really started looking at expanding our horizons and different ways that we can utilize our confectionery experience and creating novel consumer packaged goods and products. So that's largely where I come in. Um, I'm a second generation of the candy uh, family, but I bring a little bit more of a, a technical and formula based uh, approach to the, to the business. So we're looking at doing everything now from sugar alternative products to, Supplements and vitamins incorporated into candy, all sorts of things like that.
0: Well, I look forward to diving into some of that during our time together today. Yeah. I, let's start out first of all. Thirty-five years is a long time, and you said you're second generation. Can you tell us how Quality Candy Company even got started?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a funny story, actually. It's and you know much better told by by my father. But the the short version is is that I. Uh, he moved out west with uh, my mother at the time in uh, the mid 80s, and started working in Southern California for a company where he, uh, a candy company, where he got familiarized with the opportunities of manufacturing products in Mexico, uh, and, kind of, and in conjunction with the United States, it's pretty predates even the NAFTA agreement. But there were uh, there's a program that you can utilize to manufacture products and then import them into the United States. So he got familiar with that process, and and always knew that he wanted to to manufacture something and to run a business making something. And the the story goes that the logic was as simple as everybody loves candy. Why not candy? So he didn't know very much about candy itself at all. Uh, he's a, a a lumberjack by trade, and a lot of his family were by trade ran sawmills in the Northeast for a couple of generations and then he just kind of dove into it uh, down there in mexico so uh that was in 1986 and started with a then 50 year old lollipop machine from italy and tinkered on it got a couple of guys working on it um made a few thousand pounds of candy that year and you know the rest is, is history we're, we're making north of 27 million pounds of candy per year uh this year so it's been a long story yeah
0: Oh my gosh, Drew, that is a great story. And the part that he's a lumberjack by, (laughs) that's what his family did before that in the Northeast and then head West to California and and just find out about this whole industry. I guess it's the old supply and demand idea where your dad said, like you said, everybody loves candy and we do and figure out how to make that work uh, and happen into some old equipment that you can, Kind of mm-hmm. refurbish a bit and get up to speed to start making some candy. Well, you're well beyond that now, obviously, uh, in what's going on because you're you're one of the largest uh, manufacturers for what you do. Um, now, you still make your candy in Mexico, and then,
1: to.
0: but you send it all over. You bring it back to the United yeah, States. Yeah,
1: we're all over the world. It, I it, uh, the the program that we manufacture under uh, requires that we import everything back into the United States. So the products, uh, aside from carrying a, a country of origin statement, you know, where it's made, yeah. uh, act as if they were products that were made in the United States. And from there, they get distributed all over the world. You know, South America, North America, Canada, Saudi Arabia, Europe. We, I mean, we're all over the place, you know, exactly. either directly or indirectly through through our, our manufacturing partners. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. And I, I think one of the key things about, just that whole import is that quality-wise, no pun intended. Uh, everything you imports inspected by the FDA. I mean, you you are under some great scrutiny, honestly, from a quality standpoint for consumers who are interested in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's an interesting aspect of the the program that we operate under, and and uh, in a lot of ways, it you know it could be viewed as a. Uh, as a nuisance or an extra burden of, you know, to to have to deal with where every single shipment that we we produce gets hand inspected at the border by the FDA. Whereas, you know, some other companies that are located in the States, you know, you might get audited or had your product reviewed, you know, once every several years or even in a decade. But really, it's just been an impetus for us to, to keep ourselves at a, a very high level of execution on both the food safety, and uh, import-export laws and, and all that. So it's, it's really held us to a higher standard and that's that's benefited us definitely yeah. in the long run.
0: I think it's a yeah. positive. Absolutely, that's why I wanted to bring it up. But but let's yeah. talk about where you've expanded outside of that hard candy that was originally started, you know, lollipops and you know mints and things like that because you have a really varied product line. When I think about a candy company, I would not think about all the things that quality candy does.
1: Yeah, you know we, we, it's interesting that the sugar and and syrup boiling sugar and syrup you'd think it was a pretty limited scope of of products that you could do with that but you uh, know we, we mastered that over the course of 30 years and then uh, you know kind of along with science in the in the food world we've been pulling from you know seeing novel concepts and products out there and new base formulas that you can make products that are very similar to hard sugar sweets, um, but actually aren't. So one of those is uh, soluble fibers, um, soluble corn fiber primarily. It's something that people have been taking as a dietary supplement for a long time. Um, but it turns out if you, you know pair it with a few other humectants and other ingredients, that it's a carbohydrate that functions very similar to, to sugar when it's boiled up to these temperatures. So you can make a product that very much resembles the shape and texture and, and physical characteristics of a piece of candy, hard candy. But these fibers, uh, they're, they're indigestible, largely by our, our uh, digestive system. So they have very few calories and actually provide part of your your daily fiber uh, intake. So we can make new products with that and, and kind of opens up a whole new category for us. It's, it's been really interesting.
0: It does. And I guess uh, consumer trends and consumer demand kind of drives where what direction you might go in. And one of them is people would like to consume candy and enjoy the taste of it and all that without what they perceive as the negatives. You know, the like you said, Mm -hmm. the the um, extra calories and the extra sugar. But if these fibers are not really digestible and, and help with your intake of fiber, that's another win win. Uh, what other things yeah. are you looking at in answering cons- some of the consumer demands?
1: Yeah. so on the on the pure confectionery side and treat side, yeah, we're doing a lot in the in the sugar alternative space as well as with not just what we call bulking sugars or products like the soluble fiber, which can make up the the large bulk mass of a piece of candy, but also in the artificial and alternative sweeteners world. So we're doing a lot of work playing around with things like monk fruit extract and stevia and different you know s- sweeteners that you can pair and combine in different ways to try to better mimic uh, the original sweetness of sugar. So we're doing a lot of work there. And then separately, both in the the confectionery space and in the alternative space, we've been uh, working on incorporating all sorts of supplements and vitamins and minerals into into our candy and candy alternative products as well. So we've found that um, for a lot of products and compounds that people want to take on a normal basis anyway, things like vitamin D, vitamin C, um, magnesium, you know, all of these these normal vitamins, they can merge quite readily with a hard candy product and it's a lot more pleasant to eat you know and um, we've you know everybody's already seen a lot of this happening in, in the space as far as gummy vitamins go right they've been around for a long time and that's a great angle and it's a great way to incorporate vitamins and minerals but we've really wanted to take a different approach and obviously you know incorporating building on our, our current experience so we've been working on doing a lot of that uh, infusion of of novel compounds and supplements into hard candies uh, actually, just three four years ago, we uh, started looking into the soft chew business. So we wanted to incorporate a new product format that's different from just traditional hard candy, and you know, we saw uh, kind of a gap in the market in the the soft chew uh, space. Uh, and so we geared up, taught ourselves how to run products on that, and got a line running. And um, and we've been working really hard at at launching some new products there as well.
0: Well, a couple of points here because a lot of people that like candy, me included, don't really want the impact on our body. Like we don't want that glycemic index to go crazy, and so working yes. with those alternatives is that's crucial. And that is definitely answering one of the big trends that's going on. out oh, there. yeah,
1: yeah. It was yeah. a big. It's a big uh, discussion in the in the candy and confection world, right? Where mm-hmm. you've got this dichotomy of people on the one hand want to have treats and, and enjoy little moments, you know, to themselves with with their favorite candy. And on the other hand, you know, there is a, is a war on sugar going on right now, so to speak. And sugar is, you know, rightly so being implicated in a lot of different uh, health health issues and, you know, cardiovascular disease and diabetes and, um, and the like, so yeah, really, a lot of companies are finding it hard to to adapt and are really just fighting back against the whole war on sugar. And and instead, you know, we've we've like to embody, you know, what the science and, and research is showing us, and say, hey, yep, you know what, I think there's still a place for sugar in the market, but we want to be able to offer people a broad spectrum, right? So we do full sugar substitute products, and then the nice part is we can blend in any amount of sugar that you like, essentially. So you can have a fully sugar-free piece. You can have a 75% sugar piece, you have 25% reduced, uh, all of these and kind of hit a whole spectrum of products in in, in between, depending on what your needs are.
0: Sure, that's really interesting. So you've got a, a variable range for people to choose from, depending on what their personal situation is, or, you know, for the 100% sugar free for that person that absolutely, you know, has a, a high risk, a higher risk situation, but somebody who just for some different health reasons might want 50%, they can- they can choose that. I think that's really being inclusive in the marketplace when I mean, you're giving people choices. And can, we consumers love choices. Uh, for those of us that aren't involved in the candy business, what can you give me an example of what soft chew means? Like you said, you're expanding into the soft chew. What's an example of that?
1: Well, a soft chew, the, the simple or the easiest comparison is like a, a Starburst or a an now and later kind of product or high chews. So they're they're a sugar and syrup based product. Um, oftentimes with a, a hydrocolloid of some sort. We we like to use pectin and some uh starches in there as well, but creating, yeah, a little wrapped square, uh six gram squares mm-hmm. of sugar or sugar alternative. Um and including anything you know from just natural organic flavors uh, all the way through those same supplement vitamin mineral complexes that we've talked about um, with the chews because they they carry a greater content of, of water in them. Um, they're a lot more compatible with a lot with a broader range of vitamins and minerals, as well as a broader quantity uh, that you can fit into them. So um, they're really just a lot more versatile, uh, albeit more finicky product to, to develop, but it's definitely a great, a great option for our, for some folks.
0: I'm sure. And you talked about some different supplements and you mentioned like a lot of over-the-counter type vitamins, but I know having older um, grandparents and parents and also younger children that might need to take some kind of um, medications or something that's maybe not an over-the-counter, often they can't take pills. I mean, is this an opportunity for you as well?
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Again, you know, you see it a lot with the gummy vitamin space, which, right. you know, I think it has its, its positives and it also has its its drawbacks, you know, in terms of of packaging. Everybody's had a vitamin gummy jar where you, you can turn it upside down and, you know, it's just a big brick of gummies in there. So you, there's there's kind of a balance that you need to strike. Um, some people do well with gummies. Other people don't. Some people don't like gelatin, right? Or some people have dietary restrictions that, right. that push them to avoid those uh, products like that. So really, outside of the gummy world, there weren't and aren't still a lot of options. So we're we're kind of filling that that area with these these alternatives. And so, if you're a kid or or an adult, you know, and you're just looking for a new, novel, more enjoyable way to take your your supplements, you know, as opposed to choking down that giant daily multivitamin. Um, yeah, we're we're here for you.
0: Hope to provide them an option, right? Again, be a little bit yeah. more. Inclusive out there in the marketplace for people who have different situations. Well, when you do that, though, I mean, are there different certifications you have to get? I mean, because I think making candy and then also supplements; those are like two different things, right? Or putting them yeah, together?
1: Yeah, on like, On on the, on the they surface, they're they're products. very different. Yeah, they're you know, you would think uh, ibuprofen and and dinner mints are very different uh, products, and they are. Right, but when it comes to uh, manufacturing any product that humans are going to consume on a regular basis, you know, a lot of the standards are very similar, and it's just a degree of of severity on how strict some of these rules are. Uh, and so, you know, like you mentioned before, we we're talking about the FDA inspections that we always undergo. We've mm-hmm. always been pushing ourselves to be at the forefront of not just import export safety, but Uh, food safety and quality systems as well. So over the years, we've slowly accumulated more and more certifications in the department. We, I think one of our first ones, we were kosher certified for, you know, very long time ago, 30 years ago, The, the entire facility was. And then, you know, as we saw the rise of organic products, we got ahead of that curve and got the facility certified to produce USDA organic products. Um... And then beyond that, we're gluten free certified. We run an allergen free, completely allergen free facility. Um, so you know, a lot of our most of our products can be consumed safely by folks you know that that have sensitivity to any of the the major allergens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, we've you know we try to hold ourselves to pretty stringent food safety standards. So we're we're certified by Safe Quality Foods SQF as uh, level three and have been for uh, almost a decade now. And beyond that, moving into the, the, the dietary supplements world was our, our latest achievement in this department. So moving from a product that carries a nutrition facts panel to a product that carries a supplement facts panel
0: wow.
1: is a pretty big jump, largely in terms of uh, processes, staff training, documentation, recall programs, all these things. So that was a pretty big step up for us that our team was able to pull off, um, and that just opens up a whole new you know area for us to to manufacture, and so we've been able to do it incrementally over the years. So it, it wasn't such a big change, you know, going from sh- pure candy shop to making you know uh, uh, supplements. But uh, we've been able to do it, and it's it's served us really well. And we're we're really proud of the facility that we run down there and our team that that handles all of this. They're they're all stars.
0: Yeah, sounds like you have a really dedicated team. It is not. A small task to get these different certifications, and that that SQF, um, safety quality, safe quality food level three is that the highest level you can get? That's
1: and it's the highest, yeah, level that they offer. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's- it's not necessarily the highest program. There are other certifications that we're still pursuing. Um, okay. One being uh, CFR two eleven set of regulations, which is for a drug facts and for over the counter. Products. So um, this that would allow us to go into the world of cough drops, for instance, right, um, and work with ingredients that we've already done a lot of work with, um, but just with a different uh, uh, packaging and labeling approach that allows it to be marketed as a, a remedy for for certain products or certain ailments. Excuse me.
0: Wow. Well, it seems like I mean not not I'm kinda of making a joke, but it's not your dad's candy company that he started thirty five <laughs> years ago <You've, laughs> it's he's
1: growing yeah, we're, we're we're definitely adapting,
0: in. yeah, definitely, just all these different areas I would never have thought just looking at you from the outside as a quality candy company, I just would not have thought that you were into all these different areas. That's very exciting and great that you could just build on the knowledge that you have and through your manufacturing process and the different certifications to just keep expanding and and building on that and making it better and expanding what you're able to offer to your consumers that are out there buying your product. Yeah. And always gotta you know, be
1: adapting to to overcome new challenges and and opportunities in the market. And that's what we've been able to thrive on and do for, for a long time now is be very nimble and and adaptable and and respond to things that we see in the market and things that we think are are exciting. So, you know, it's it's a it's an age-old industry. And I think it's it's very easy for other folks in the space to be a little bit more stagnant, you know, because candy's been around forever and it will continue to be around forever, right? Um, but to be, be leading the innovation in it is something that's, that's really fun and, and motivating for us. So it keeps us
0: going. Well, and Drew, uh, talk about innovation and kind of being on the leading edge and the different the work that you've done to get these different certifications. I imagine other companies are looking to partner with you because they don't want to have to build all this manufacturing and structure and start from the ground level pursuing this. Um, and th- and that's another area of business for you, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, we work quite a bit with co-manufacturing partners for that very reason, right? That uh, it takes a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of uh, resources to to get to a point where you can manufacture these products at the level that we do. And, you know, in, in our opinion, you shouldn't need to be able to uh, build a facility and a company like this in order to launch a product that you're Think can, can make a difference or make a splash in the, in the market, right? So we like to, to open ourselves up to, to manufacture products for not just ourselves, but all sorts of other companies, right? And, and allow them to leverage our, our manufacturing expertise and. You know, they can focus on what they're best at, which is, you know, in some cases it's uh it's sales and and they have connections into different retailers, or sometimes they're folks that are really good at marketing and, and branding, right? That have a great idea and vision for a product. And you know, you shouldn't need to know how to boil candy to to launch a great new health product, right? So um, we open our doors to anybody that wants to to come. To us with a with an idea for a product, and not just manufacture for them, but in certain cases, um, even develop a product for them. So, if you come to us with an idea for a for a novel product, we can let you know if it's something you know that's feasible within the realms of possibility in the in the confectionery world, and then you know if we if we believe in the product and uh, I think it's it's a good opportunity will develop it for you and uh, build it up to scale so that it's ready for for market. So these companies can go and and kick butt at what they're what they're really truly good at. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. it's fun working with with a lot of folks like that.
0: Well, I mean, that makes life interesting for you every day when you're dealing yes. with all these different things. But but in your B two B world, business to business world, you are in a lot of different outlets, uh, different retailers. I mean, very large stores.
1: Yeah, you know, through yeah, directly through some of our own brands like uh, Gilliam, uh, which folks are familiar with in in the South, largely at uh, Cracker Barrel Country Stores, you know, the the colorful candy sticks in the jars down there that people have been buying for for decades down there, um, or King Leo Candy uh, is another brand that we we own and operate. It's a 1901 peppermint brand out of Nashville, Tennessee, that was. Uh, a, losing traction and going out of business in the late nineties that we uh, purchased and revitalized and and kept the product lines alive with as well. So we manufacture products for those brands that go into, you know, Costco and Walmart's and, and a lot of your dollar store chains. Um, and then, yeah, again, through some of our other, other partners, yeah, we're in retailers all over the world. So it's, uh, it's really fun for us to be able to, to just focus on manufacturing good products in our one little area and then see it, you know, all over the place and making a, a global impact.
0: Yeah, the neat thing I think, from my perspective, is that you're probably everywhere I am. It doesn't always have your name on it necessarily, but yeah. uh, I I now know that that your company has you know fingers in a lot of different distribution areas and a lot of different lines of candy and sweets and supplements combined and all of that. So it's that's very very cool. Well, um, Drew, we have. I don't know what else you could do with with a candy company. You're doing beyond what I thought before I talked to you. And uh, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we go about either what's happened or what what you're looking forward to the future? Or
1: yeah, you know, we uh, like to just kind of hammer home that we're we're here and we're open to work and trying to find new products and opportunities and product formats all the time. So. Anybody that's watching that works in the food industry or in the food ingredients industry or just somebody that's got uh, an idea for a product you know that, that you think could make a make an impact, we're here and we're uh, open for being your kind of confectionery experts and, and advisors. So we're really trying to, to open up and demystify a lot of the, the world of contract manufacturing and candy and now supplements um, and, and health products. So this is what we love to do. We eat, sleep, and drink uh, this kind of stuff. So um, we're here. You can find us at our website and submit inquiries uh, on there, and we'll always do our best to to respond and get back to folks. So uh, at qcandy.com, letter qcandy.com, yep. uh, you can find everything about our company and uh, and contact forms to, to get in touch with us there.
0: Yeah, and thank you, Drew, for being on the the uh, Future Foodcast. We will have show notes where people can find how to connect with you and any other information that you'd like. We really appreciate you being on with us, and we're really thankful also to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, enabling better food supply management. Uh, you can find out more at farmtoplate.io. Thanks again, Drew.
1: Thank you, Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by farm to plate the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.